0: Hi, everybody. Thomas Castell here with the Real Estate CPA podcast. And today we're going to be demystifying and clarifying the tax benefits of rental real estate. There's a lot of confusion around the concept of tax advantage income and whether or not the tax benefits of rental real estate can be used to lower your taxable income and overall tax liability. In other words, can real estate help you pay less taxes? There's a number of reasons for this confusion. And I believe one of the biggest reasons is. There's a lot of real estate investors out there who don't have accounting backgrounds that use the tax benefits of real estate as a selling point to sell their investment opportunities. The problem is they stay very surface level and never really go into a full explanation of the rules and how these rules will affect your individual circumstances. And, you know, to be fair to these investors, let's face it, at the end of the day, the tax code can just be plain confusing. So even if you went ahead and read through the tax code, you still might be left scratching your head thinking to yourself, well, how does this apply to me? And that's exactly we're going to be going over today. So without further ado, let's get right into it. The first concept we're going to cover is tax advantage income, sometimes called tax deferred income. What does it mean when real estate investors say rental real estate is tax advantage? Well, like most businesses, rental real estate's tax on its net income, which includes rental income less the operating expenses it takes to operate the property. And with rental real estate, there is one non-cash operating expense called depreciation, which can often cause a net loss for a property despite the property producing positive cash flow. So in other words, this property shows a net loss for tax purposes, but still produce a positive cash flow that went in your pocket. And because it produced a net loss, you're not paying taxes on that income. So let's go over a quick example of tax advantage income. Let's say you have a property that produces $10,000 in rental income, but has operating expenses of $6,000 excluding depreciation. So this is $6,000 of real operating expenses that left your pocket. Then you have a $5,000 non-cash depreciation expense. This brings you to a net loss for tax purposes of $1,000. But because only $6,000 of these operating expenses were real, they left your pocket, you actually produced a positive cash flow of $4,000 despite showing a loss of $1,000 for tax purposes. And because you have a loss, you're not actually paying taxes in a loss situation. So you made $4,000 tax-free, at least for now. The question now becomes, how is this loss treated and can it help reduce your taxable income? Well, this net loss will first offset any other passive income you have throughout the current year. So for example, you own two properties and property A has a net loss of $1,000, but property B has a net income of $1,000. The net loss from property A will offset that net income from property B, netting it out to zero. Now we get to the fun part. What happens if you don't have any other passive net income or a loss still exists after it offsets your passive net income? Well, if your adjusted gross income, also called AGI, is $100,000 or less for the year, you'll be able to deduct up to $25,000 of passive losses against your ordinary or active income, which of course reduces your tax liability. And if your AGI is above $100,000, this deduction will be phased out. $1 $1 for every $2 of adjusted gross income you have above $100,000 until you reach $150,000, which at that point it is completely eliminated, meaning you cannot take any more passive losses against your active income if your AGI is above $150,000. So let's assume your adjusted gross income for the year is $90,000 and you have $5,000 in net passive losses from rental real estate. That means you'll be able to reduce your taxable income by $5,000, thus reducing your overall tax liability. However, there is one other way you can use rental real estate losses to offset your ordinary or active income if your adjusted gross income is above $150,000 per year. And that is by electing to be taxed as a real estate professional for tax purposes. The real estate professional status is highly sought after by real estate investors because it allows taxpayers to take Passive losses against their ordinary or active income without limits. Qualifying for the real estate professional status isn't always the easiest thing to do. For starters, you must work at least 750 hours in a real estate trader business, and you have to work more than half of your total working hours in a real estate trader business. These requirements make it difficult and often impossible for people working a full time job or full time in another trader business that is not considered a real estate trader business to qualify for the status. However, for married couples, if one spouse can qualify for the real estate professional status, it automatically qualifies the other spouse for it as well, allowing them to deduct passive losses against their ordinary or active income. So some what we learned today, we learned that rental real estate is tax advantage income because the non-cash depreciation expense often causes a loss for tax purposes despite producing positive cash flow. We also learned that if your AGI is below $150,000, you can deduct up to $25,000 in passive losses against your ordinary or active income. And unfortunately, we also learned that if your AGI is above $150,000, the only way you can deduct passive losses from rental real estate against your active or ordinary income is to qualify as a real estate professional for tax purposes. After hearing this information, many high-income earners who aren't in a real estate trader business are often disappointed to find out that they can't use rental real estate to reduce their taxable income. And that's why it's imperative to work with a qualified tax professional on how these strategies will apply to your specific situation and what you can do to implement them in the future. As a final thought, even if you can't use rental real estate to offset your taxable income, doesn't mean you shouldn't consider investing in rental real estate. The income is still tax advantage, and there are plenty other benefits outside of simply the tax benefits of investing in real estate to consider, such as the overall diversification of your portfolio. Well, that's all for this episode of the Real Estate CPA Podcast. We hope you learned something. And if you want to learn more about real estate taxation, just go ahead and head on over to therealestatecpa.com and check out our blog as well as the rest of our podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.